Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. This week, we are discussing The Incredibles, and I am joined by two lovely ladies, Autumn Bates and Molly Smith, and we had a blast with this one, y'all. It's got Pixar, it's got family-centered comedy, it's got superheroes, and spoiler alert, I love superheroes. So, why are we talking? Let's get right into it, huh? Without further ado, here we go go so um thank you both so much for being here today we're talking about the incredibles um as as part of our um pixar season here um first i'm gonna start with you molly um one thing we always like to know is one how are you doing today I'm doing fantabulous, as you can tell from my very stuffed up voice. I mean, you're doing good enough to combine a few words to make a super word. And that, to me, means good. Um, did, you watch the, did you watch Incredibles as a kid? Yeah. Yes, I did. And uh, I was obsessed with it. We'll, we'll... Yeah, I was, it was a big deal to me. How about you, Autumn? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it until later in life. I watched it in my either late teens, early 20s. Okay. I think early 20s, and then I just saw it for the second time this week. But when you watched it in your, like, essentially adult, as an adult for the first time, did you like it then, or did you, because very rarely do we have anybody on the podcast who got to experience it for the first time as an adult. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was one of those things where I um, didn't have that, that, that fondness. There was no nostalgia of, like, oh, this takes me back that I yeah. usually get with a lot of Disney films. And even newer Disney films, like when I saw Coco, I was a child again. Yeah. And, oh, wow. um, yeah. So, like, I, um, but like Incredibles, it was more of just like a, oh, I'm, I'm watching a, a good film. But, yeah. uh, it didn't really drift me back to like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So, I don't have an emotional connection to it, but I have a lot of opinions. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. How about <laughs> you, Molly? Opinions. When you rewatched it now for this podcast, did anything change? Was there any. Were your feelings different or was it just like a oh, home? It's nostalgic. I do remember there were certain parts of it watching. I was like, oh, my God, I was really excited about this. Yeah. And when... uh, the, the chase scene mm-hmm. through the, the forest, whatever, I was like, this is so great. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. now I um, I read a couple articles and I should not have uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, why is why is uh, all the women in the film like Elastigirl or like invisible? They're not like like strength superpowers or like why is it so that kind of messed with my head a little bit just like seeing it in a 21st century yeah perspective something Um, we frequently run into on the podcast is sort of like watching watching these movies back with um through the lens of 2021 it can be very um sometimes it's like like when we did pocahontas it was 
Ooh. Oh, oh man, it was a wild ride. Oh, and um, I loved Pocahontas as a kid. <laughs> and it's oh, so hard because sometimes you still love it. You still watch yeah. it, and it has nostalgia. But yeah. you're also enough to be like, this is yeah. And sometimes it, it like truly ruins it. Um, so let's jump right into the plot, and we'll feel free to jump in with any perspectives or ideas um, that that came to you while you were watching this. Um, in the 1950s, public opinion turns against the superheroes due to the collateral damage caused by their crime fighting. After several lawsuits, the government initiates a superhero relocation program, which forces supers to permanently adhere to their secret identities and abandon their exploits. 15 years later, sometime in the mid-70s, which was peculiar to me, I did this film did not read as though it was happening in the 70s. No! It, That's I, when it happened? Yeah, which the beginning part was so 50s. It was yeah. so... I remember... The newsreel and the... Yeah, and I was... How are you doing, Dominic? I was a little high when I watched this last night. <laughs> and I, when it opened, I was like, this movie is great! I was like, this... The aesthetics are so cool. It reminds <laughs> me of, like, the old 50s Superman cartoons and stuff and see with the costumes like the, the costumes very and, like yeah 50s and also costumes. i don't know about you two but i was like because they live in this town called metroville i think um unless they move when they're relocated but at the beginning i was like nobody should live in this town there is <laughs> chaos confusion and madness happening at every oh turn there's way too many super villains there's like how do you he can't even finish solving one crime before he yeah. sees another crime. Yeah. <laughs> bonkers. How do you enjoy getting brunch? You just yeah, don't. You truly don't. can. We think we have it bad because we have to like always have a mask on hand. The people of Metroville like need running shoes, a bulletproof <laughs> vest. They yeah. need a getaway car. How do you plan anything? You have to yeah. like, it's like planning for weather, but you're planning to like be blown up or oh like my... be in a shootout or something. You have to leave so much earlier. Yes, you do. You always have to be leaving. That's you have to have a no matter what is happening. You must always leave because at any point. Why are they always surprised too? It seems like they're always like such and such fear. Why are you not afraid all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then there was a moment where uh, Mister Incredible, who is that his name when he is a solo dude? Yeah, Mister Incredible. So, Mr. Incredible saves this man who's jumping from a building. Oh, my and, God. Which was, like, a cool shot. I was like, oh, what? It's so yeah. interesting to me That's, when they animate. It was so... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. Please interrupt. It was so dark. It was very dark. save a suicide yeah. victim. Save a suicide victim. For a children's movie. <laughs> For a children's movie. I didn't think about it when I was, like, 14 years old. I was like, oh, yeah, he saved him from killing himself. And I'm like, from no, jumping. he saved him from killing himself. And then the guy sues him. <laughs> saving him my heart was racing yeah it's so interesting you mentioned that because i feel like people jumping from a building as a kid is something that's like not uncommon for kids stuff like somebody jumping now that you mention it because i remember when i was a kid i was like oh yeah people say oh yeah superheroes save people from jumping yeah you don't ever think like that's a person trying to kill themselves um but then he said so he like catches them goes through a thing and then like happens to land in another crime <laughs> just happens to land somewhere yeah. where another that crime story. is happening <laughs> that's good story yeah and good it's also a bank us. it's a bank that's on like the 37th floor of an yeah, office why building. is there a safe <laughs> on the like 50th floor of a yeah. building because it's convenient for the story 
in everybody else who works in that office building. Yeah. yeah. I get like, all my desks done. everywhere. Yeah. And like, yeah. I go to the 37th floor to get my banking done. And then I go up, up one floor to go to my, visit my chiropractor. Yeah. And then above the that. The dentist I, is on the penthouse. The, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. My home uh, or like where I work. Uh, I haven't been into the office in a year and a half, but on the very top floor, there's something called like the gentleman's club or some bullshit where it's like um, where you can go buy. It sounds worse women? than it is, but it is still stupid. It's like where you go to buy Ooh. like a really expensive suit, oh. and, but it's also like a spa. It's like, it's really bizarre. We go up to it when we're going out onto the rooftop to like have lunch or something. Yeah. And every time we go up there, I'm like, what? What is going on up here? Why is this I don't know. a spa? It could where either you... be really seedy or it could be just like a, a gentleman's spa that they're embarrassed to say that they go get many petties. I so it has to that. be on the top floor. Yeah. Whatever it know. is, it's when you walk past it, you're just like, uh, the, it's one of those things where when you walk past, you're like, oh, yeah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of buildings around my work that are like that. Yeah. When you described it, I could smell it. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it smells like, like. I was like. Yeah, please. Like an yeah. unlit cigar. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that, is that what you were anticipating? It, yeah, yes. yeah. I was. It was unpleasant for me, and that's exactly. It continues. <laughs> it, it fills in the holes for unpleasant. Uh, so essentially, he saves this person, and Molly, you brought it up that then this guy like sues him because he didn't want to be saved. Yeah. Um, which, and then the whole city is like, yeah. <laughs> the whole city is like, <laughs> sure. They, in fact, you're correct. This man should have should have been left to die. And yeah. not only that, That's we're going to punish you for intervening. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then the people, okay, so like ever like a bunch of events happen. Oh, the yeah. train the train tracks blow up, and the train like he saves the people on the train. Yeah. Like I think he would be grateful for that. Oh. No, they sue him. They sue him. That's another point. It's what? like. The people on the train didn't want to die. It's like one thing for the guy who said, like, I was trying to commit suicide and you, like, really made it harder because then I was in the hospital now I'm on watch. Also, you get a bunch of Percocet now, so I think you're good, buddy. But But the people who are just going to work, all of a sudden they're mad. Um, Also, how has this never happened before? Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, But so then they start, oh, oh, by the way, he meets Elastigirl. Elastigirl's also crime fighting, frozen. Everybody's crime fighting. Um, It's all over. Yeah. But they're all a lot also of crimes to fight. on the way to a wedding that every superhero <laughs> is at. Um, I would love to be a journalist in that church because you're just looking around at all these superheroes being like, man, these people know a lot of superheroes. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah. Wouldn't you think like, oh, hey, he looks kind of like that guy who saved me from that one time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. Superheroes in general. You put yeah. sunglasses on. It's like glasses on somebody or give them a tie. And it's the Clark like, Kent I don't situation. I don't know who you are. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very funny. All you oh, need gosh. is like bangs, clip on bangs. People are mm-hmm. like, it can't be her. She Why, has where are bangs. the villains during this, this ceremony? Or are they just like, oh, we, we, don't, we don't mess with love? Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing villains, the vill- <laughs> villains will murder. They will do any heinous thing, but they will not interfere with love well not interfere with the wedding <laughs> to the point where when the city finds that out 
they just they start immediate like a, a flash mob proposal at any time a crime is breaking out and they just yeah. like damn oh, <laughs> damn it coming back foiled again <laughs> it seems to be a flash mob every day um so then essentially we fast forward to the 70s and they have three children they have jack jack which is this little baby they have violet and they have dash and uh violet is uh she can turn invisible and she can do force fields um oh, dash cool. can run real quick um and then mm-hmm. Jack Jack has some powers that we find out about later. Yeah. Um, and as a suburban family living in Metroville, uh, although he loves his family, Bob resents the mundanity, what a word, the mundanity of his suburban lifestyle and his white collar job. Together with his best friend, Lucius, formerly known as Frozone, Bob occasionally re- relives his glory days by moonlighting as a vigilante. So there were a couple things here that I thought were really cool from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah. His life felt so small when he wasn't allowed to be a super, like literally the, small, literally like cubicle yeah. didn't hold him. And I thought it was so cool to have this huge guy in these small spaces. Cause you really felt like, Oh, you can feel like his life used to be this thing that he really reveled in. And now he really feels stuck on the other hand. <laughs> My girl Helen is with the program. Yeah. And I also feel bad for her because I'm like, dude, it's over. <laughs> like, I'm raising a family here. Come yeah. inside. I think she Stop. just has too much going on to like think about it. Yeah. And... I also yeah. feel like, though, I did feel like she was like, yeah, we were great superheroes. That is gone now. So, like, accept it and be here with your family. And yeah. so part of me, I felt really bad for him. And then the other part of me was like, dude, get it together. The glory days are over. Your high school your high school football team's never getting back together. You're never going to play professional ball. Like, I do <laughs> like this parallel between, like, like the this straight white man today mm-hmm. who feels, I guess, kind of put in a box because yeah. all of these things are changing in their lives. They don't understand it. They don't. Like it's very different from how they grew up, yeah. And uh, and then the women are kind of like you got you got to deal with it. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. what it is right now. Like you it can't. Was, uh, for me personally, it was maybe it was a little triggering because it's like a little bit of how I felt all pandemic with not being able to perform, not being able to do shows. Where yeah. I'm like, I felt like oh, I have such a, a balanced life and such a life of fulfillment where. I have, you know, my professional work, I have uh, my home life, and then I get to go and do art. And then when that's taken away, you do feel like a little bit of like, all the color is drained from the room. You're like, holy God, is this what we're doing? It's just going on nine to five, coming home, getting high and watch Star Wars? Jesus. Yeah. Start nitpicking a lot of things and changing yeah. everything you possibly can. Yeah, literally. Becoming very like negative, how... being very mad at people on the street for no reason. I'm like, oh, Start to moonlight as yeah. like a mime on the street just to get the attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing you improv just, like, sets painting your body <laughs> yeah <laughs> body painting and uh, rubber just like jumping against the wall i mean yeah. he is wearing a mask so you know i will say when i and feel free to jump in okay i felt that helen was a pretty feminist character i, I thought she yeah. was i thought she yeah. really like she held her own in every fight it was not about her 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 focus is like there were so many instances where like she was not wrong and she stood her ground and it wasn't like she definitely didn't take any bullshit from him yeah she was like i know what you've been doing i don't agree with it Mm -hmm. you need to focus on your family yeah um i i that's so interesting that you say it was in the 70s i never thought of it that way i thought it was like early 2000s yeah and i was like why is she an at-home mom why isn't she like 
working in whatever. That's another good point, though. Yeah, like, she has no job. The look of the house is very seventies, and that's the only thing that I looked that's I was back and like I didn't gather it was seventies until like, well, like volcano wear that feels seventies for me for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> and then the house. <laughs> Volcano layer is not a current. I mean, yeah, that's that's very true. It's, no, it's no, no, very no. dated. Um, yeah. It's like mustard-colored uh, kitchens. It's yeah. out after the 70s. All our layers <laughs> now are underwater or they're in space. I will say, though, my house growing up was very 70s looking, just because that's I think that's when it was built. So um, that's why I was like, oh, this is my time. Yeah. Because my house also looks 70s. Something as adults oh, when we cool. go back to Pennsylvania and we look at the houses, I don't know when, what time period this was. So much wood paneling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My sister lives in a part, like a house that has all of this. She rents it and it has all this wood paneling. And I'm like, girl, we got to get oh, out of here. Gross. It's like that Nene Leakes meme. Not a white refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so funny, though. Uh, it's so gross. Like, why, why would you put wood on the walls? That's not... But at some time, yeah. it was speaking of the mid two thousands. Remember when what people were wearing in the early to mid two thousands that we oh, thought was yeah. those I blacked tubs. that out. Oh, it's so <laughs> the two bad. Tubs, the uh, velour the neon everything. Oh yeah, layers belts for no reason. Like those tiny cardigans that like peasants Jeez, yeah. we, we thought uh. we were so fly. <laughs> I, I woke up every morning cool. and told myself. I was like, I told myself, yeah. like, hey, I'm fly. That's what I told myself every day. <laughs> uh, one day after discovering that one of his friends, Simon J. Palladino, formerly known as Great Gazer name. Beam, also another thing we read these dir- we read these plots directly off of Wikipedia, and boy oh boy, <laughs> do people love to put details in that are irrelevant. Um. Wait, and I also, thought it was Kazer Beam. It's Gazer no, Beam? it's Gazer Beam, like a gaze, but also a beam. Okay. Learning things. Who is just, oh, by the way, this family is just the Fantastic Four. It is. It's essentially mm-hmm. the same thing. Except she's the Elastigirl, not the Mr. Fantastic. Or yeah. And he's the thing. And then uh, Violet is the Invisible Girl, yeah. the Invisible Woman. And then I guess... I mean, Jack-Jack catches on fire later, so I guess he can fill yeah, that role. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I remember as a kid also thinking, that, like, you can't rip off the Fantastic Four because they were such good movies. Um, let's get back into this. Bob and family. Lucius nearly get caught uh, during a moonlighting activity where they're saving all these people from this burning building. Yes. Uh, the next day, after his supervisor prevents him from stopping a mugging, Bob loses his temper and injures him accidentally using his super strength. Okay, okay. he would have killed him. Yeah. If this was not a cartoon. <laughs> he popped mm-hmm. his head up like a chicken wing. Like yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. Like right then, he would have broken his neck. I, I, I expected like. the Pez to come out. Yeah. <laughs> Pez is Spencer. And also this. <laughs> This thing says accidentally. It felt very intentional. It was very intentional. <laughs> yeah, he's not dealing with his emotions. He's just, he just he, he has a fit of outrage. Yeah, and it's, and it's like okay, dude. And it's then he does white rage coming out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then also um, when I thought it was really interesting how much he, as much as he can, he tries to help these people at his insurance company. I think he was at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And every and the boss, very real life. <laughs> yeah. And the boss was very much like, no, 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 no. You, we're not here to insure anything. We're here to tell these people no and keep as much money as possible. Exactly. And I was like, 
damn. I was like, this is too real. Yeah. Pixar I, I is... just getting it now. Yeah. I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, he hates his job when I was 14. I was like, oh, yeah, he hates his job. I bet a lot of people hate their jobs. Yeah. And but... I wonder how much of that was like, how much of, because our generation, I think, is the first generation to really critically look at corporate culture and especially yeah. capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are very much like the opposite of that. Uh, and I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that was because people who felt this way were instilling these tiny things. That, like at the time, I just thought like, oh, yeah, corporate uh, like companies are greedy and blah, blah, blah. And then now as I watch them, I'm like, that is so fucking spot on. That is really wrong. As somebody who works in benefits, insurance is not your friend. No. Mm-mm. It is really rough out here. No. Corporate America in general is not yeah. your friend. No. Yeah. They're not, not there for all. you. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then um, he loses his temper. He like chucks this guy through 17 walls. And Seriously. How he's is he in not a, dead? He's in a full body cast. He's a villain, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. All the villains are particularly short, which I find offensive. That's As somebody funny. who is 5'7". <laughs> That hits me where it hurts. From a oh, comedy also, standpoint, it's very funny. Very funny. <laughs> For my pornography career, not yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We also forgot to mention that uh, a very important character is introduced very early on, which is this like little, um, I forget what his name was, but he's a super fan of Mr. Incredible. And Mr. Incredible yes. essentially gives him the call. Incredible right? Incredible Incredible boy. yeah. Incredible. Do we ever learn his real name? Because he's not Buddy. do. I learned it. I read it you on do know it. IMDb because the voice to me sounded like Jonah Hill. Yeah. I know who it is. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way it's Jonah Hill. The, the timeline doesn't line up. And then when I found out who it was, I was floored. Wait, who is it? Oh, it's so exciting. I knew when I was a kid. That's the reason I wanted to see Ooh, the movie. <laughs> tell us. Tell us why I pull it up. I don't know why. I'm not, a, I'm not even a fan, but I thought it was like, why is he in a Disney movie? And but it's Jason Lee Jason from like Mallrats. Lee. Oh, My name is what? Earl. I was like, why is he a Disney character? <laughs> I needed to know. Oh, no, dis- no Disney did not know that. Lee. Yeah. And it's his name was Buddy Pine as the character. Which Buddy I, Pine. When I read it, I was like, oh, I think I heard that. It sounded familiar, but. He kept saying his name isn't Buddy. And I was like, oh, then what is it? Oh, and we never yeah. find out. He, um, but he was he, just saying, like, his name is incredible. He's, yeah. And also, I get it now. Good laying the groundwork. Oh, I haven't, I have no idea. Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. They did a good job of, like, they introduced he has, like, these moon boots that he can fly with. Yeah. And then he kept that. He was like, no, I know what I'm doing. Um, but long story short, re engineered it. Yeah. This woman named Mirage. Um, who starts, like, leaving him clues, has him come to this island, Mr. Incredible, so that he can fight this machine. Um, and they're going to pay him. And that becomes his job, because he gets fired for, of course, like... By the way, he fully... Trying to kill his boss. Tried to kill his boss and never tells his wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is <laughs> setting yourself up for failure, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but then it felt like the government was just like, no, 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 we got it. <laughs> uh, exactly what happened. They're like, we could... Can- relocate you besides yeah. that no, 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 he's like no no, 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 no gonna, i'm good we're gonna fully men in black this whole situation yeah uh and you'll be fine so then I'm he gets surprised this... no one told because they're still living in the same house mm-hmm. so i'm surprised that no one at the company was like hey i think this guy is a superhero because he just bolt pole vaulted yeah. this guy yeah. through like 15 walls the no government... one comes to his house no one like comes to investigate Maybe nothing travels as fast as information travels nowadays. It is the 70s. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. There's no, no cell phones. Yeah. You if you're going by word of mouth, 
a lot. Okay. Like, a tiny, uh, like one tiny article in a paper saying that uh, probably there was a cop that showed up somewhere. And also the character who worked for the government said, we're going to have to erase some memories. So I imagine they have one superhero. <laughs> He's like, I imagine they have one superhero whose power is like erasing. Me- That's all she can do. She looks like a secretary. She just looks like your average everyday person. And then she Sharon has some weird yes. where she paints her nails in front of you and you- she can make you forget whatever memory. They don't even know who does it. They just know that someone does it. Because <laughs> they can't remember her. <laughs> they can't remember her. <laughs> But they can smell nail polish. Yeah. <laughs> and every time smell for the re- nail polish. For the rest of their life, for the rest of their life, every time they smell nail polish, they get a flash of the incident, but it goes yeah. away right away. <laughs> oh! Like, oh. does anyone know Karen from Finance? I keep like thinking <laughs> that I know this woman. Um, no, but I was I thinking something from like <laughs> I've been thinking it was like, um, like one of those Men in Black things. Yeah. So like little thingies. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had the su- suspiciously advanced um, tech for the fifties. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This like is his a... car where he like got um, it oh, like yeah. like, his, like Iron Man style. It would like kind of put him in a suit. For real. And I was like, this is the fifties. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was and so then he, cool. And they're paying him a lot because, like, you see all of his stuff gets more uh-huh. expensive. It gets nicer. And he's like happier around, at home. And uh, Mrs. Incredible is like, oh, he's really feeling me. And something, his job, because he tries to tell her at one point, but he feels so guilty that he doesn't. He says, I'm going on this trip, which is where he then goes to uh, fight this thing on this island. The which robot, will make more yeah. Sense later. Um, and very 70s so from her perspective they're like oh he's going he's going on these trips they're promoting him he's making more money good for us um little does she know he's like going to this island that is run by that same geekazoid that he gave the cold shoulder earlier in the movie um and at one point they and i can't remember why because i was high um (laughs) i can't remember i can't remember what happens that gets him caught I can't remember if they just decide to catch him. I know he's... Caught on the island? Yeah. The first time he's in that weird um, NASA space camp setup where his arms and his legs are tied up. I can't remember what... I missed it too. Helen, uh, she turned on the homing beacon on his suit. Oh. And it went off and all the sensors are like, there's a person here. That's right. So that's that's how they capture him. Um, Okay. Good point, good point. Oh, yeah. so that, that brings us to a, another good... As he's doing all this um, island stuff, he rips something in his suit. So he has to go to... Oh, my God. Edna, my favorite character best, ever. Edna best, Mode best character. is the Give OG. me a movie She about is her. so good. Andy and I, last time we went to Disney World, we don't... Like, when we go to Disney World, we don't care about meeting characters because they're no. people in suits. Yeah. They're... Other they're, people. They're actors doing they're their actors job. They're actors in suits. It's yeah. weird. Like Wedding. seeing them in a parade or something. It's like, oh, cool. Look at all the things. Like, look at all yeah. these movies Disney has made. That's really cool. But meeting them, we did not care. One at one day, it was in the middle of the day, and we kind of had like done all the stuff we wanted to do, and, and we're just sort of walking around, and there's an exhibit. There's an Incredibles exhibit where they have real-life facsimiles of the costumes. So they have like an Elastigirl costume that's really stretched out. Um, oh. and stuff like that and it's kind of cool and you like walk through it and we're just walking through it and we get to it's like down two hallways it's like this little fun thing and we get to the con- and there's a woman standing at the end of the hallway 
just some random woman. We're the only two people there. It's like in a weird back lot part of one of the parks. <laughs> like a security guard being like, why are you? Why it was a woman in, in a, like a, uh, a Disney thing, like a polo with a name tag and stuff. She was just standing at the end of the hall. And we're like, fucking shining ass, what? Uh, so we get, and she's like, do you want to meet Edna Mode? And we're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, Edna Mode is here if you want to meet her. They're like, oh, okay, we'll meet her. They make us close our eyes. We're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And they steal all your and stuff. And they say, okay, open your eyes. And it's the back of Edna Mode's head. And she turns around in already in a pose. She like poses, turns around, and then like takes your hand and kisses it. It's the <laughs> funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh we my were, God. It was hysterical. It was How did I weird, miss this? It, everybody did because it's in the middle of nowhere on this part. Like we're the only people around. You walk down through this thing. You open this door and like, oh, I guess this costume exhibit is open. So you walk. Was this through. on like Universal Studios lot or? It was in the Hollywood one, and it's okay. like it, if okay. I could lay out the park, it's like two major parts of the park, and then there's kind of like a walking path that gets you to the other one. Yeah, and it's like right behind this water booth. It's so, it's literally almost in the middle of, like, it's as You're secluded. the only one that okay. found it. It's as secluded as, as it can be for a, a Disney World park. She's um, just sitting there waiting for people. And that we, feels we, like Edna, though. Yeah. It was, because we thought we were breaking in. We literally thought, like, oh, this door is open. I guess we can go in. It's Disney World. <laughs> they wouldn't leave a door unlocked. And then we walk through, and there's all these costumes and stuff. We're like, oh, that's cool. And then all of a sudden, a woman at the end of the hall. Close your eyes, Edna mode. It was ridiculous. We were, we were oh my god! Tackling. Wait, was she like in a giant Edna mode head? Her was she... head was the biggest <laughs> head I'd ever seen in my. She looked like a cake pop. It was oh my god! It was so good. She had these huge glasses and these huge hands. Yes. Oh. Wait, her hands were big. Her oh. hands were huge. It was so funny. It was like whoever a comedy writer put this experience together because the mm -hmm. rest of them you walk around you say hi and they like try to be funny or do whatever and you're like oh okay it's for kids this was this... designed specifically for you literally like this, yeah. they saw you walk in they're like i End got of it an ominous hallway <laughs> i'm like, so i'm incredibly like? jealous i'm very <laughs> jealous that you met in the mode but, but she is that she's a phenomenal character she is... i cannot tell you the number of times i've been her for halloween it is at least fun. five it's a perfect Amazing. costume yes we need pictures yeah, so she she makes him a new suit, and he continues on, and then that's where in the new suit is a homing beacon because mm -hmm. um, Helen starts thinking maybe he's cheating on her. Maybe that's the reason he's in such good spirits and he's always leaving all the time, and she finds a hair. Um, that's what you would think. So I she mean. goes to Edna Mode, and Edna Mode's like, I have made the whole family costumes. And <laughs> she's going through. The costume display is so funny. I remember that from a kid. Uh, yes. I remember thinking, how do you get material that turns invisible? <laughs> how do you get bulletproof material? Yeah. That's like stretchy. Yeah. What? Uh, they hit the homing beacon, he gets captured, and then the, essentially the rest of the movie is Helen has to go save Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Which is feminist as fuck. Feminist as hell, yeah. and she is like, like a badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She knows how to fly this plane. She's giving out orders. People aren't listening because they're I love they're that line. She's like, either he's in trouble or he's going to be. And I was like, <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. And they're in this plane that gets blown up. Let's talk about the action scenes because there are action scenes in this yeah. animated movie. Um, 
she's constantly kicking ass, adapting to every single thing thrown oh. her way. And like barely yeah. just sweat. She's like always like, all right, well, let's figure it out. Like, what do the, I like a true stay at home mom. It's like, yeah. we don't have time to focus on how that went. We're on to the next. Yes. <laughs> yes. She oh. is so good. Would we got to get this in? done. She turns herself into yes. a parachute to save her oh, kids. So cool. And I thought that was so cool. Even as she an adult. She turns herself into a speedboat. Like, yes. how do you? <laughs> A steamboat that gets and, and her hair still looks great. Yeah, yeah. windswept. She looks amazing. Yeah. Fuck off, That's Titanic. <laughs> I am the boat. Yeah. Uh, she. Then they go, essentially, they go to. Um, w- then we start really being introduced to sort of like the. I don't want to say the breakout character, but Violet seems very much placed in this film to be like, okay. That her story is coming to accept who she her is. Her journey, like, yes. yeah, coming yeah. of age story. Because Dash is like ready and raring to go. It's pretty He's much like, the same note the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Dash, Dash yeah. is they just have, like, like shame about their powers. Yeah, and Violet can't. And then Violet has extra shame because she couldn't save the plane, and she's just like they're sitting in this cave. She, uh, uh, Elastigirl or Mrs. Incredible leaves them in this cave because she's like I'm going to go take care of this do not move I can't be worrying about you as I'm saving everyone's life and then they also her speech I just like thought okay yeah um when uh she was like you know those cartoon movies used to watch on Saturday morning with the like bad guys these guys aren't those guys they will kill you and I was like you're telling this to your children she's like what these men will skin you alive they'll skin you alive they'll take your teeth your organs in front of you yeah and they're like okay we get it she's like no 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 you need to listen to me. They will reach into your chest and they will rip out your still beating heart. Yeah. They don't care that your kids. On it. They have and a George Foreman for grill. And, they'll cook that <laughs> and they won't put any condiments on it. They're gonna, I was just thinking about this from a child. They're going to heat up a huge vat of ketchup and they're going to make you smell it for yeah. 38 hours. They're going to roast you. you on a spit, kid. <laughs> Uh, but they can't stay in the cave because it's like, I guess, an exhaust valve for a, a, a rocket or something. Um, and they're launched out into the forest where they're spotted by like a security bird. Um, which, which is I, great. I, I love that. Thing, I fucking More hate birds. More security birds. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate birds. Last thing I need to know is that they're like watching me with a camera. Um, they for sure are. The NSA is using birds now. Yeah, which then yeah. launches the chase scene, which is like the one of the coolest parts of the movie. It's what I remember the most. Oh, man. These, I would watch that thing over and over and over again. These like That's humongous really cool. table saw airplanes come to fucking tear these kids apart. It was Straight bonkers. out of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, also, at the same time, Elastigirl is like going through the... She's going to save them, and she gets Mr. Incredible out, and then it becomes the whole family is... is essentially beating the shit out of these um, henchmen. Hmm. I the- love that when she she's like stretched out, mm-hmm. you know, like between like five different doors. Yeah. So she's got like her leg in one door and then her torso oh, yeah. and then her like arm is in the, the yeah. elevator. <laughs> Ad break. Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No Wrong Answers, Non-Burning Questions to Kickstart Conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important 
questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70 plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive-throughs. It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What are you going to talk about? The fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And if it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. On. Listeners can use the code Trident for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use Trident for 10% off of your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and <laughs> not small talk. So, question, for the, question for the group. These two, so the, the the parents have a history of crime fighting and they are superheroes and this is old hat to them. And the yeah. writers do a good job of being like, you can tell these characters have history in this field. You know, yes. when even Frozone is saying stuff, they're like, oh, the good old days. Remember that time? <laughs> um, but the kids do not. Do you think at that age, at 14 or whatever, you would have the gumption, even with superpowers, to do anything at all in this situation? Uh, no. Besides run away. So fucking dead. I would be dead at every turn. I would have died in the plane crash. If I survived that, I would have been eaten by a shark. If I survived yeah. that, I would have been barbecued in that cave. Yeah. Like yeah. I could not even imagine. How are you no. not dead? I would have died like... before the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> would have been already dead. I would have jumped yeah, from I, the Yeah. I would I have jumped in a marble. <laughs> the 70s i was playing marbles and jacks and a marble at my mouth <laughs> yeah. i was stung by i, a, I was stung I by a, a bee that i'm allergic a to. marble stuck up my nose that's where i was <laughs> yeah i'm in like the the nurse office at the at the school the entire movie they yeah, yeah. i'm just like i want to go home that, that class scene with with dash where he was like using his powers to put the tack on the teacher's chair yeah. i was the kid sitting next to him being like what's way, happening something going on that kid <laughs> yeah. whoever's sitting next to him He's going to have a psychotic break at some point. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I swear the kid next to me moves, but nobody sees it. Or that teacher. Somebody yeah. is going oh, to yeah. lose it. That teacher is going to become teacher. a supervillain because he's driven insane by the fact yeah. that he knows the truth, but nobody will believe him. So eventually, yeah, I want to be that teacher. They all get caught by um, Syndrome, I want to say, is the villain. Syndrome. Syndrome. Which is a whole Freudian thing. Let's talk about <laughs> Syndrome. Because Syndrome is also a hoot. Mm-hmm. First of all, off his rocker. Second of all. Great hair. Great 
hair. Yeah. And a great little bodysuit. And a great little yeah. body. And a great little body. I love it. He looks like a teardrop. Those boots, yeah. man. He's worked hard at himself. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. he's like incredibly impressive. He owns an island where the volcano is a rocket launcher. I know. And yet, he owns he, an island. Let's start with that. Yeah. And yet he's God. still not appreciated. No. Because he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate himself. Yeah. That's honestly what it is. And then when he like almost lets Mirage be killed. I mean, he knew that Mr. Incredible wasn't going to do anything. But it's yeah. like, you, no wonder everybody hates you. You suck, dude. Yeah. Were he, were he and Mirage like a thing? I or... don't think so. I no. feel like, she, honestly, she had the energy that she like, started working with him through a superhero temp service or something. Oh, yeah. Like, she was just really good at her job, and they kept her on. Wait, did she have superpowers? Because was, it was never very clear. Her Because her name was Mirage, I felt like she did, but she never yeah. used it. But them. no, because there was that thing in the video um, that they sent to Mr. Incredible where she was like, according to the government, neither of us exists. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is she a superhero? Like, what is, what is your Look thing? Incredibles. Yeah. Give an amazing name and then don't get superpowers. Yeah. Or, or is, that the, is that the mirage? Oh. Makes you think that it is, but it's not. Though she has oh no superhuman abilities, she has extensive computer and espionage skills. Okay. I guess okay, that's why so her name is Mirage, is because she's such a good spy that never there. Not, she was never there. Okay. She's like that's a black widow. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. She was really cool too. Like the way she was animated, her general attitude, great hair. Great. Yeah, hair. I was really impressed. Um, so where are we with? It? Oh, so then they all the whole family gets caught, and uh, essentially Syndrome says, "I'm about to send this." By the way, who has a wall of lava in his yeah. house? Um, yeah, I mean that's vibes. That AC bill must be insane. I, so, seriously, yeah, yeah. Ooh. To be comfortable? Oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> uh, uh, then, essentially, he launches. They have perfected the the whole reason that they were bringing Mr. Incredible there the entire time was to ch- kind of build the perfect death robot. Yeah. Robot. Um, and once it's complete, they send it over to Metropolis or, or Metro um, Metro City or whatever the hell the name is. Metroville. Metro City. Um, and the whole team alive. is captured. And he leaves. They get out through Violet, who has realized her her superpowers. And also, I loved her hamster ball move, where she yes, makes a ball yeah. and then her brother <laughs> runs in it. That's so funny to me. <laughs> um, they all go. They save the day through this huge fight scene with Frozone. Um, another big scene I remembered is Frozone looking for his costume, but his wife isn't Oh, my God. It, it's it one him. of my favorite scenes ever. It is I so want, like, a whole series on him and his wife. What do like, you think... <laughs> Why do certain things stick out to us like that? Like, I wonder what about them makes... Because even out of this whole movie, if before I rewatched this, if I had to tell you one scene from this movie, I would tell you that scene. Yeah. Same. What about that sticks out? Um, I think maybe it's just... it felt like our parents. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Autumn. I was just saying maybe it felt like something we, we knew as children. I think it felt like our parents. So, we yeah. don't, I don't know. It was... Yeah. I think it was also because a lot of the movies, at least I saw, were very white. Yeah. And uh, that was like one of the only, like, okay, yeah. I'm not assuming um, his his wife's ethnicity or anything like that, but uh, that was the only like people of color scene that I saw. 
Yeah. Like growing it was up. Also, so it kind of really stick, stuck in my mind. It was also like an incredibly funny. And it's really Sam, funny. Samuel L. Yeah, Jackson is really his funny. Voice, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson Where was. Where is my so super suit? Funny it's, in it. It's really honest and real and just yeah. funny. It's like hilarious that this is like such a mundane scene when in reality <laughs> there's like a fucking Superman <laughs> fight going on outside the window. <laughs> I like to I imagine the that. Humor of it. Yeah, I like to imagine that all the people with superpowers are those sorts of things are easy to them. They're like that, yeah. that whatever, and then really things that most people deal with on a daily basis are <laughs> incredibly stressful. Like their kids dating <laughs> is something they truly can't handle, and you have to be somewhere to fight some villain. Parallel parking. <laughs> Where's your remote? <laughs> yeah, literally, they can't handle it. Having to figure out how to pay a bill online. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like break the computer oh. um so they have this huge fight scene where they uh, they do destroy the the big uh robot who was um fucking horrifying yeah. things that have when they animate these things in movies things that have tentacles that come to like a claw at Little, the end like it's crispy crust claw, claw like it could just kind of break you in half that scares yeah. me yes <laughs> It's in enough movies that it's, like, not an original idea. Yeah. But claws scare me. Would what it is... be Would it be yeah. too funny if it was, like, an actual hand? Like a robotic I hand? I think <laughs> a robotic hand would be too funny. I think, yeah. And it only has four fingers. It has three fingers and a thumb. Yeah. Like, like truly, like, Simpsons. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, one of those, like, sticky hands. Like, the yeah. elastic sticky hands that shoot out and just, like, slowly yeah. pick up dust. Yeah. It was so they then we think the movie is essentially over, but then what we find out is that um, in a last ditch effort, Syndrome or Snow Globe or whatever his name was. Snow Globe. <laughs> uh, he, Snow Globe. Snow Globe. He goes to um, kidnap Jack Jack from their house, flies up in the air. Good idea, by the way. Great in idea. In terms and of also evil villain status. Horrifying because he like turns around and he's like, <laughs> and they're all f- fucking freaking out because none of them can fly. That was the first moment I was like, oh, all he has to do is fly away. None of you can fly. Yeah. What are you going to do? But why, um, why didn't they think of that? Put something yeah. in the suit. Make you I was fly. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. And then Jack-Jack turns out to have powers. He turns... I guess his powers are like his... He can transform into a different substance. Yeah. Um, he's like called something. I don't remember what it was. Let's see. What is Jack-Jack? He's like... Um, like a kamikaze or something like that. Like something, yeah. Yeah, he can morph into everything. Yeah, he's a morpher. He, maybe he can fly because he he floats. I think, right? At one point, he could turn himself into a feather. There you go. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. That's fly- Yeah, that's floating. I just um, love that he's just like a baby on fire at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that, that freak funny. you the fuck out as a and mom? And then a baby made of like lead. my baby's on fire. <laughs> uh then they say they long it wraps up essentially and then um afterwards they all sort of have a new realization where they can sort of balance their their the supers are allowed to come back um and they have sort of a more balanced life where they get to do a little bit of this a little bit of that um so after watching it as adults what do you think it holds up do you think it's a good movie for adults to watch or do you think it should like maybe be on just the kids list. I think it's a great movie for adults. Yeah. I think, I think it has it too. just yeah. enough in there that like, um, I mean, some of the jokes went completely went over my head as a kid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think I appreciate Edna Mode even more now. Even oh, yeah. with every passing As... <laughs> year, she becomes more of a part of us. Yes. Um, yeah. And also, Herself I will say, through and through. we did the, as because I've just watched the all of the 90s Disney movies, Pixar is really good at putting um, sort of philosophical or larger questions targeted as adults around the theme of the movie. They really have yeah. a theme that is relatable to adults. Like, yeah. you know, is at, at what point is just like sort of your family life enough or is it ever enough? Do you always have an itch to pursue whatever your passion is outside of that? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm always, the more we watch them, I'm really impressed with like how much they hold up compared to the Disney movies, which are of course great. But at the end of the day, you're like, okay, a princess is doing something. <laughs> something's happening. Um, Prince saves her. She doesn't do anything. It's great. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I also agree. I think it holds up. I was really impressed with the, uh, the cinematography of it. I really yeah. love when animated movies think about their films from the perspective Genre. of like, genre and yeah. think of them like how would I shoot this live action it really felt that way um mm-hmm. yeah I thought it was really And this cool. was just before um uh, like superhero movies were getting really really big like yeah, this was true. before that this is so. the original yeah honestly yeah. <laughs> Marvel needs to thank the Incredibles yeah because without the the Incredibles walked so that Marvel could run exactly yeah, they, they saw how successful it was yeah. and it's just like okay We'll do this this in real life. And so that the DC movies could stumble. Could could fall and fail. Which was always a plan. (laughs) (laughs) And that led to us getting Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts pictures. Yeah. By the way, side note, I'm really happy for him and Jennifer. (laughs) Me too. And this is, I'm going to put this on the podcast. I'm going to put this on the podcast. And I hope that this is the thing that blows up the podcast. (laughs) I this is a real story and I'm going to I'm going to change people's names for anonymity. We had at my company we had a um an event that was at a hotel and the event the theme of the event was magic which is important. Mm-hmm. Um okay. and my somebody who I worked with who once again shall remain nameless had to leave the event in the middle like during the magic show which the magic show was like one of the times that they couldn't leave cuz it was like right in front of the door. So he says to these people, like, I have to get out of here. I have to go somewhere. And they're like, well, you can't really leave because the only way out is the magic show. And he's doing the magic show right in front of the door. And then he was like, I have to go. I have kids I have to go pick up. And they there was a lot of hushed tones. And he was like, why is this such a big deal? Then he they were like, okay, we're going to take you through one of the back ways, but we have to be quick. And he was like, okay. They take him through the back it was like through another big um, room, like a wedding room. What do you call them? Oh, like okay. a, a, you like know a what ballroom? I mean. Like a ballroom. It was a ballroom. Okay. It was another big ballroom at this point. But there's only one table in the middle. And this was about two years ago, like 2019, right before the pandemic. There was, uh, I guess it was a little bit further back, but there was one table, two people eating at the table, some <gasps> random girl, and whoever Jennifer Lopez was engaged to that she oh. just broke up with. What's his name? What a way to end the story, not know who I'm fucking talking oh, about. Um, <laughs> is it A-Rod? A-Rod, that... I think. Yeah, I think. Okay. I don't know anything about sports. All I know is about J-Rod. I don't know anything either. He was having a romantic <laughs> dinner with this woman in a room that they had sequestered because he is A-Rod. 
And so since like 2019, we've known this guy has been cheating on J-Lo. Yeah. Isn't that tea? <gasps> what? So when they broke up, I was like, so you I knew. knew. I knew it. I knew. Oh it. my gosh. I knew. That is some oh. hot ass tea yeah, that so I didn't I'm, know. And I'm now really, I know. I'm really happy that she's with uh, Ben because he looked. <sighs> and I don't follow sport or like celebrity culture either, but. No. Those Dunkin' Donuts pictures were troubling. Yeah. <laughs> Those well, and the, they're important to him. They're bringing bring him home for a nice morning with with his gal. Oh yeah. His gal. And then before he started dating her, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a video of him on the internet where he um is like he reached out to somebody on Tinder and they thought he was a somebody catfishing. Yeah. And then he sent a video of himself being like Hey Stacy, no, it's no. me, Ben. No, why, why don't would you do answer that? my messages? And then sent it. And then no. she's like, and it's on the internet. It's so frustrating. It's so, You're so dumb. I don't need to watch that. Being oh. a celebrity sounds awful. Oh, it's, it's yeah. terrible, really. Like I'm all oh. by my family, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna be famous one day." I'm like, "I don't want to be famous." Are you kidding me? Sounds like a nightmare. Your no. your life is not your own. No. you can't have like those moments of like crying on the subway at at 2 a.m you can't have those moments you become a me you lose control you're you're a brand (laughs) you literally you're you're you have to like be the picture perfect person which is like you can't go buy nutella and eat it out of a jar like you you have to be able to no you have to be seen buying vegetables no if i yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right so we if do- i ever become famous like you're gonna see me like spoonful of nutella in the middle of a grocery store <laughs> eating autumn honestly if you do become famous it will be because somebody videotaped you eating spoonfuls yeah. of nutella in the middle of a yeah. grocery store and i'll be right there with you <laughs> <laughs> so let us um t- we do have a couple things we like to do at the end of our podcast one is we like to talk about some fan theories um, so I'm going to quickly run through these because there are some good ones and uh, we could probably be here for 200 years talking about these. So fan theory number, uh, let's start from the bottom and we'll get to the best. Violet is Helen's daughter, but not Bob's. Ooh. Interesting. Reddit user Desi Londa 101 believes she knows why uh, Violet has black hair and Mrs. Incredible has red hair and Mr. Incredible is blonde. Um, so I said, uh... Thirdly, Violet is the weirdest. Essentially, just her hair is different. So that's the theory. Um, Also, something we mentioned on this podcast is we like to um, either yay or boo the theory if we think it's a good one. I'm going to boo this theory. I think it's boo. boo I think you can't base a theory on a person's hair color. Like, there are recessive genes. hair. Yeah. Really, it just tells me that, you know, Desi underscore Londo. Very loose theory that doesn't hold up. That doesn't deserve traction. Um, no, 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 no. no. Uh, another theory: Edna Mode is actually a super. Like Ooh. others, Reddit user the darn believes Edna designed Syndrome's super suit with the intention of sabotaging him, as it included a cape. However, this redditor also believes that Edna is super herself, and has worked closely with the supers for years. It is possible that the supers request her outfit. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So essentially, she. The reason she can make all these fantastic things is because her superpower is like being able to build these things with technology yeah. and and stuff. She is super talented. I, I, <laughs> she's a super person. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want it to be true because I like yeah. the idea that she's not super, and yeah, she's like talking around all these super people. Like, yeah, 
like he's their her, boss. Literally, her power is that she is super talented. Da, 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 da. Another fan theory: the government eradicated all supervillains after the heroes were forced into retirement, because that would beg the question: is like, where have the supervillains gone if they're not rule followers? See, that was a question I had. Was yeah. what, okay. So yeah. if you do away with all of these super superheroes, you're just going to get a city full of supervillains. The police can't handle that. I think I know what that. happened. I what think happened? I know what happened. They put them all in leadership role. <laughs> gave, them, gave them their power. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to run Nike. They made them all senators <laughs> is what happened. Uh, they had a supervillain buyback program. Yeah. Um, four, despite his claim, Syndrome actually is a super and his power is intelligence, which would make sense. That's why his head's so big. And why he can build a volcano that is also a rocket launcher. Yeah. And super like intelligent. Is he using the power of the volcano to launch the rockets, or is it just sort of like a hollow shell through which a lock, uh, rocket is launched? I think he just likes the aesthetic. Yeah, probably. It's probably my yeah. visual thing. Uh, the government all was in cahoots with Syndrome to wipe out the supers. Ooh. I'm going to boo that theory. Um, yeah. And here's my reason. I don't understand why they would have that government official helping them this whole time if he could have just Yeah. Like, if they the all know where they them. are, yeah. why wouldn't they just do it? Yeah. Um, two, Edna sabotaged Syndrome by making him a cape. <laughs> I, I mean, do like... Her cape monologue is another funny thing. I oh, remember. I the love cape that. cape monologue and Frozone's Where's My Outfit were two of the, my favorite things. I love her rant on supermodels too, where she's like, there's nothing super about them. The puffy <laughs> lips and the. <laughs> I used to design for gods. I for gods. And she has that. <laughs> she has a statue of somebody else in her backyard. Yeah. Somebody she knows. <laughs> um, and number one theory is that Edna Mode is a reformed villain. Um, Redditor Fifth Circle of Nell has an explanation for Edna's peculiarity. Redditor. Uh, this Redditor believes that Edna was once a villain, making a five-point argument. Okay, here we go. Oh, I love five points. Edna has a throwaway line about not looking back and dwelling in the past because it's distracting. This may be in line with her need to forget her days of villainy. Okay. Okay. Okay, fifth circle of Nell. Uh, she seems <laughs> so to be over- <laughs> She seems to be overzealous uh, about seeing heroes in danger or witnessing dangerous combat, almost at a pathological level. Okay. Okay, I am looking at a screenshot they have of her where it's her glasses are filled with fire and she's grinning oh. from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, her number three, her entire facility is somewhat villainous. The style is severe and imposing. It's equipped with auto turrets and flamethrowers and explosive ordinances. That was very funny when they're yeah. they're going into the thing. She's like Edna Mode, and then that and guess that machine comes down. <laughs> yeah. Um, she number four she seems very uh contemptuous of her guards perhaps because they're actually government handlers who are opposed as uh opposed to guards to keep her in her um essentially in her dwelling or they're all idiots Hmm. um (laughs) and last but not least she made a suit for jack jack the pars incredibles never considered a suit for the infant but because edna thinks like a villain she accurately predicted jack jack would become a target of syndrome I, this makes sense. I, I mean, I'm gonna yay it. I could yeah. see it. Film uh, that went to therapy and like repurposed all the uh, her energies into like things that like she was able to hone all of her um, things she was interested in to like beneficial things. Yeah, 
I think she just got bored with villainy. She was like, ah, Fair. Maybe. this doesn't really do anything for me. Maybe. Like I it, mean, she does get to be, it must be really cool to just like make all the costumes and not have to actually deal with anything. That's honestly the job I want. I want to be yeah. supportive to the yeah. people who are on the front lines, but I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And also be supportive in a I didn't way even think about you're not targeted. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about think... the fact that she has all this security because she doesn't want anyone to find out what she actually does. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. So She is the most fascinating. And then the one, I want um, a whole movie about Edna. Honestly, yeah. she should have a Disney Plus original series. Yeah. Um, oh. I'd freak. It would put be her so in the cool. MCU. Put her in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she's voiced by the the director too. Yeah, that was interesting. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Brad Bird does her voice because you oh think God. she's voiced by that actress who looks like her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Lily Tomlin. No, there is an no. actress who um, she's in Stranger Than Fiction. Yes, I know who you're talking about. And I they don't. look, she looks like Edna Mode. Edna Mode must have been modeled after her because she has a very signature look and that same haircut. Yeah. Her name is. I thought the haircut was like off of um, Anna Wintour. Maybe it was. I mean. Yeah, with the glasses. And... Let me see. I got sneeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Linda Hunt. <laughs> Linda Bless Hunt. You. Um. She, they look identical. So I just this whole time thought she was voiced by her. Yeah. But then, no, it's not her. It's a man and he's the director. Yeah. <laughs> so there's another thing we like to do is, um, one, before we move on to our last thing, which is our last thing that we ask is um, a questionnaire about how Disney this movie is based on some questions yeah. that have been posed throughout the, the longevity of the podcast. But before that, I, I just want to touch on it quickly because... Um, we normally talk about if there were any Easter eggs in Pixar that we saw or in this movie, because Pixar is really notorious for putting Easter eggs from other films. Yeah. And I don't think I saw even one in this film. I remember like, cause I had the whole DVD set of like the mm-hmm. extras and whatever. And I think I remember watching an extra on this and I don't remember any of the Easter eggs. I, um, I do know that the guy, uh, the actor that they use in like pretty much all the Pixar movies is the underminer. Oh. His voice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That guy. He's from yeah. the Cliff from Cheers. Yes. Um, they use him in all of all of their movies. Yeah. And he's got like a cameo and everything. Um, yeah. He was the pig in Toy Story. Yeah. You hear uh, his voice. Um, he's also in some Disney movies. Like when we did the... I'm hoping I'm thinking of the same character from Toy Story, but when he did, no, I'm thinking of Rex. Never mind. Yeah, Fuck me, never mind. Snowman, abominable snow, snowman, and um, Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of an Easter egg, I guess. Yeah, I mean, other than him. that, though, this movie is pretty much like a little bit separate. Yeah. Um. So let's move directly onto the questionnaire. Um. So we ask how Disney is this movie. Now, some of these questions, there might they might have quick answers some might have discussions we can also all have separate answers um this is an ev this is an ever-evolving list um and that yields no fruit um so the first question is who's the real hero of this story violet that's a great answer i think i think she's the best arc yeah i think the best arc yeah 
I would say Violet or I would say um, Helen. This is incredible. Same here. Yeah. yeah. I would say one of the two. She really she goes She also through. has a good arc. Yeah. She comes around Violet. to mm-hmm. being a superhero again. She kind yeah. of. And she does it reluctantly. She does it against her will. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Alt- I do think because when we did the Toy Story podcast, we had um, Hope Rehack on and she is a uh, study screenwriting and she whatever. And she talked all about like the hero's journey story arc. Yeah. And like what goes into that. And I think Violet would fall under that. She's changed yeah. after having dealing with all this and comes back a different person. She was like reluctantly yeah. pulled into this. Mm-hmm. Um, like her family is in danger. So she has to be a part of it. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. True um, story. Question two, do we have a hot dad? <laughs> I think um, we have a couple. <laughs> if, um, Frozone. To uh, me, Frozone for sure. Frozone is yeah. for sure hot. Frozone and to me, sure. it might be problematic, but Mr. Incredible is very much my... I like men to look like they have concussion symptoms. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, so... Frozone I like it, men to right? look like they got hit a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my, literally, my husband has said that. He's like, your type is like somebody who is freshly punched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I want to look in the eyes of when someone's like falling the birds around their head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like a big, very buff built torso. Teeny tiny little legs. <laughs> so small, but tiny legs. Always itty, there. Itty bitty legs. Yeah, the gigantic beer belly. Like a like uh, if you were to animate him two D, he would be a Dorito on top of two little toothpicks. (laughs) Um, Question number three: This is this is important. Is there an absent parent or an orphan situation happening in the film? And there's this is the first time in this podcast that has not been the case. Huh. Well, no, Mulan, I guess, is another one. But almost always because Walt Disney was, and this was before the merger of Pixar and Disney. But um, Is this the Bambi theory? I think so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, apparently Walt, his he lost his mother at a really young age, so that is incorporated in all the Disney storytelling, is, is a, either a loss of a parent or loss of both parents. Um, but this one is all about family. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. I will say... Oh, frozen um i will say uh i want to know about syndrome's home life maybe that was it yeah that's a good question may have lost parents there what if syndrome and the storyline the timeline doesn't line up what if syndrome is sid from toy story (gasps) oh i love that they have the same energy they do love to blow things up yeah yeah he just, he just dyed saying, his hair. I'm saying, all I'm saying is, how many dots can you connect before it becomes the truth? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I do I'm, like that theory. I think you should go to Reddit right now. I'll make up a Reddit username. <laughs> uh, number four on the questionnaire is who has narc energy? Uh, uh, define it for me. It's it's hard because I don't think there's anybody who has narc energy in this movie. But like, Mm-mm. usually it's clear. Like, who would be a narc? Who would? Who is the archetype of somebody who's a tattletale or someone who's like oh okay all that stuff this film really does not have that energy syndrome i guess maybe but i mean even him he's still like more like i'm gonna bring it right to you with my weird 
yeah pointing like who would be the the betrayer in the situation kind of or like i don't think there um, is one usually it's so clear that we it it goes without saying it's like oh it's iago or something you know yeah Um, yeah but i for this one i once again it's bucking a lot of disney norms yeah um is oh so another question is there a horse and if there is no horse which there is not which character has horse energy Horse energy. In Disney movies, um, there is always a sidekick horse who doesn't need to say anything but says everything. I think I think Jack Jack fills that kind I of I think role. Jack Jack is the yeah. horse. Yeah. Jack-Jack's Since he literally can't sure. talk. Jack Jack or that the robot that tries to destroy the city. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Or the um, bird. Yeah. The Question, bird's the betrayer. The bird is the narc. Yeah. That, there is a oh. narc. Yeah. The bird oh. is the narc. Birds are narcs. Birds are narcs is what uh, we learned. Birds are narcs. That's my tattoo. <laughs> you remember that because that will come into play uh, later down here. Um, yeah. Uh, next question. Who is Rosie O'Donnell? And when we say this, we mean who could easily be swapped out for Rosie O'Donnell as a voice character? Ooh, Edna Mode. Edna Mode. Edna Mode for sure. Yeah. Edna Mode or Frozone, honestly. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other question, piggybacking off of this, is a brand new one. Who could be replaced by Danny DeVito? Edna Mode. <laughs> or Syndrome. I think Syndrome would be so funny if he was voiced by Danny oh, DeVito. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's hysterical. Or the I minor. Changed his body. <laughs> the underminer. Uh, um, uh, next question Does the villain's death involve falling? Kind of. I mean, he's blown up he and then he falls. Blows up, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He gets sucked into a, a engine or a blade. Yeah. Um, question twelve, and I swear we're reaching the end of this. This we really <laughs> do fun. add a question I'm each time. Um, no, ask away. Does this does this in, uh, film involve rich people trying to fuck poor people? Yes. Where? The insurance company. Oh, you mean like that kind of fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we truly mean like have sex with oh okay i thought you meant like like, fuck over uh during aladdin our cole uh brought it up he was like there's a lot of like rich people trying to fuck poor people in this movie and then we thought about it we're like is that every disney movie (laughs) and it's a lot of them (laughs) wow Um, yeah rich people and bambi thumper is just real rich and uh rich and rich rich with yeah rich with character (laughs) um if uh, another question, we're gonna sort of skip over a couple of these because they don't make, they don't totally apply. If the main characters weren't hot, would this story even happen to them? I mean, are they hot? Probably. I feel like it would because I mean, like they're kind of yeah. just people with powers. It could happen to anybody. They seem like regular people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the story would happen to them. Um, cool. And last two questions. One. If you were, if they were going to make a live action recast of this, and you could only keep one person to play the live action version of this character, who would you keep? One person that already voiced them. That voiced them. They have to stay the whole way through. Oh. As you think, I'm gonna think. I'll I know. Play. Yeah. Originally, I, I want to say Edna Mode because yeah. the voice, but he does not look like her at all. No. I would want Linda Hunt. To play Edna Mo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think she could get the voice. She could absolutely get the voice. She it. Yeah. yeah. Or they could do a I, lip sync situation if she could. Um, <laughs> I love Holly Hunter. 
I was just about to say that. I, I think, think she'd so. be great at this. Yeah. She is really, really good. Mm-hmm. In this yeah, movie. I love her. She's amazing. She is so good. And that was another thing I, I wrote down, but I didn't bring it up. I think it's so... I'm really getting an appreciation of doing this podcast for people's voices that their voice alone is enough to round out a character. Of course, she's incredibly talented and she's an amazing actress and she's amazing in this. Yeah. But it's so interesting to think of the voices that you could pick to round out a character. Like, Ellen, she doesn't look anything like Helen in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, or like um, Elastigirl. They kind of yeah. have two different looks, but her voice is so perfect and she's such yeah. a good actress in it. I'm getting a real appreciation for like how someone's voice you can, like even Mr. Incredible is voiced by the, um, what's his name? Did I say the right person? I said oh. it was Holly Hunter, right? Holly Hunter, yeah. Sorry, Holly I was Hunter, thinking yeah. Helen from um, Mrs. Elastigirl's name. Holly, is Helen. Yeah. Helen Hunt. There's too many H's and I'm mixing it all up. Um, Incredibles, IMDb. Uh, but like, Mr. Incredible, his vo- Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Oh, love. What's perfect, he doing now? Perfect voice. I don't know. He was, I have no idea. He's in Parenthood, which is an amazing show. I highly, highly oh, recommend it. It's yeah, so good. It's good. Um, but it's it just Holly Hunter, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, honestly, probably Samuel oh, L. Jackson. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd be great uh, at that, too. Great choices. And then the last question we have is. Um, Oh, let me find it. I have too many tabs open. Oh, and we might need to Google these, so feel free to take some time. What quote from this movie would you get as a lower back tattoo? I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now. Yeah. Honestly, that's yours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On your lower back? Yeah. (laughs) I never look back. You literally can't because it's on your lower back. (laughs) Uh, Oh, mine. Here's mine. Simple, elegant, yet bold. You will die. (laughs) (laughs) No capes. Words are useless. Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) (laughs) Luck favors the prepared. A lot of great quotes for for your lower back tattoos. There's so many good. Yeah. I just, I can't choose. Well, I mean, I feel like we've given the audience quite Uh, the amount. Also, that great line. Pull yourself together. Pull yourself together, yeah. That great line, uh, either he's in trouble or he's going to be. Yeah. I, that, I love that line, too. Uh, well, thank you both so much for being here. This was this has been phenomenal. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast